With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hail Cheaters, and welcome to a very special edition of the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Very special. Are we going to have like a sex education talk on this <laughs> podcast? I feel like every every TV sitcom that I, I grew up watching, the the opening note would be a very special episode, and it usually involved either like some grim family news or somebody was getting into some sexual hijinks. Yeah. Well, it's the festive season, you know, it's, 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 well, it is like literally the festive season, uh, in that we're in between Christmas and New Year's, but it's also the festive fixture season. Uh, we're recording on a Tuesday, which is a little bit different for us. And the Premier League season hangs in the balance, Brandon. So there's a lot going on right now. My God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it is this game week, game week 16, this game week is totally, totally fitting of the year 2020 this has to be the last game week of this remarkable year yeah we are we are recording this pod uh on tuesday night there there are still two matches to play in in this game week uh that is the uh spurs full match tomorrow and newcastle liverpool the spurs full match is not looking good um it looks like there's a a good chance that's going to get canceled Instead of needlessly speculating about whether that's going to be canceled, because it'll probably be known by the time we were, by the time this podcast is up or shortly thereafter. So let's just assume it doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. let's just assume it doesn't happen. And that is just a thing that happens this game week. Um, and if so, that is just, I, I, you know, at some point you like have to kind of, I mean, I was, you never talked about this before the podcast a little bit. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm three weeks removed from going into a match where I didn't have a goalkeeper. Right. Because uh, Emmy Martinez was was part of the suspended Aston Villa Newcastle match. I mean, it's just these, you know, Everton, Man City, um, Spurs, Fulham, like it is a it would be a very unusual manager who is not impacted by that in some in some way, some some fairly significant way, I would say. Um, So it's it's, and you mean unusual in the nicest possible way, Josh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. Well, it's just, I mean, okay, maybe, you know, because it's, it's actually kind of funny because Man City, uh, Everton, or I mean, the Everton Man City match, when that got canceled, it was like, okay, um, I guess that could help some of the late wild carders because mm-hmm. it's possible if you're playing for the double game week that maybe you just don't have any Man City or, or Everton assets. Um, and I was like, ah, like, well, just like, good luck, I guess. And then it <laughs> comes out a day later. Uh, oh, it looks like uh, Spurs Fulham may be off. And like virtually all of these wildcard teams have Kane or Son one or the other, right? Because yeah. uh, their, their next two matches are so good. So it's, and it's Zambo really, and Guisa, of course. And Anguisa, of course. You have, you have, you have Harrison Reed, right? I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harrison Reed coming off the bench. Will he? Won't he? We, we, uh, we'll soon find out. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, you do have to, so a, 
we're all pretty affected by it. And so it's, it's, it's hard to be, um, anguished or whatever in a way where it's like, this is hitting me individually. Right. Like it's like, there are some people who are more unlucky, certainly if you, um, and again, I'm assuming that the match tomorrow gets canceled. Maybe, maybe it won't. And this will all be moot. Right. So, uh, but you know, let's say like, I mean, there were people yesterday, like I I know uh, one of our, um, producer patrons, uh, was, um, had, had brought in Aguero and captain him, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's just like, it's a little bit of like a punch in the stomach. And, um, yeah. you know, I was telling you, um, before, you know, before we started recording that, you know, I had a moment on Monday where I was, I was hanging out with, uh, one of our friends, producer Trevor on Monday. And, uh, it was, um, about an hour and a half after the, uh, Everton Man City match had been canceled. And I was just feeling, it just like hit me on that, like, kind of, in that way that I hadn't really felt since last March, you know, where you're mm-hmm. just like, ugh, like just that, like, ugh, like how bad is this going to get feeling? Yeah. Sort of like a dark, dark, dark clouds where we're uh, and, and this more than the Villa Newcastle match that was canceled that you mentioned, Josh. Yep. The city Everton cancellation felt truly like a storm was brewing because this is in conjunction with all of the COVID news that's happening in the States and UK and elsewhere where cases are on the rise. So there, there was this feeling of it's all, everything is kind of closing in on you. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so this happens and then, um, and I just felt that like kind of wave of, of whatever, you know, um, just like, just feeling kind of bummed, I guess. And, um, and, and then I was like, I just had a like, it was like I, 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 some part of like some like smarter elevated part of me was just like, I am, this is fine. Like, you know, like I, I, you know, I, I, like we call ourselves, um, FPL fanatics or FPL obsessed, but I, you know, I, I think, I think in, you know, in my case, sometimes it really does border around like a full on addiction, you know, where I'm like, I'm addicted to, to tracking this stuff. And, and, you know, and I mean, you know, no surprise, we've done 300 episodes of this podcast, right? Like, you know, um, but it was a moment where I was like, you know what, this is, this is actually fine. Like, you know, it's like, it really is like, it's a game. And like, yeah, I know like there are some like mini leagues where, you know, we all put in a little bit of money or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, there's like, there are like, there are stakes in the sense that like you play a game and you want to win it. And, um, and you know, there's certain things where it's like, you know, especially people who are like, are like extremely good and have like these like, you know, seasons where they have like, they can point to, they're like reputations and like accounts and and people who like turn this into full-time job built on how well they're doing. And so, you know, I think that that's like, I mean, that's a very small portion of people. Um, but like, you know, for them, like this stuff does really impact you, but I think for most of us, including us really, because our podcast is, is more like a, um, Statler and Waldorf style view of, of the fantasy right. game, you know, yes. whether we're doing well a, or not, it's a real it's, pub chat. Josh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's really, you know, it doesn't, um, when we're doing well, it's more fun to do the pod. And when we're yeah. doing badly, it's kind of fun in its own way too. Right. Like yeah. it's sort of, we don't need to be doing well to, yeah. uh, to crank out these, these pods and, and have, yeah. and, and hopefully, I mean, hopefully still be insightful, but you know, whether we are or not, like, hopefully it's entertaining at the very least. And, yeah. you know, um, and so, you know, that I'm not, the podcast I'm not worried about. It's, it was, it was the, like, that feeling of just like, I want, like, I don't know how to win right now. Like, I don't know yeah. how to like be good at this when this is happening. And I think that was when I was finally like, you just can't even look at it through that lens anymore. Like you can't right. look at it through like, yes, yeah, so, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's reminding me of what I was talking about with overall rank. I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago where 
when you're in the middle of a season and it's not going well, you have a an OR, an overall rank that you're not happy with, your impulse is for instant gratification. I just, in one game week, want to wipe this all out and put myself where I want to be. Yeah. And now off the back of a COVID impacted season last season, where that kind of screwed up a number of people's like history totally. or history. Yeah. For people who it, forget, it happened in the middle of a double game week, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, in, in which, in which I think we both had Captain Dobombing and I, yeah. I triple captained him if I remember correctly. I don't actually, I don't know. I don't think that's true actually. Um, <laughs> But it was bad. Let's just it say you bad. did. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the sake of this story. So now there is this feeling of here is yet another season that looks likely to be totally a fantasy season corrupted by COVID. And now I immediately want to flash forward five seasons where things are normal. And, I, and I'm like back in the yeah. groove and I can look yeah. at my overall rank history and be like, ah, yes. That is just a memory. Those two COVID seasons. <laughs> now I want that instant instant gratification yeah. of I just want out of this. Yeah. And now it, I want to. Yeah. And now and I want to be in a situation where everything feels good and, and normal. The, the craziest part is we're probably three years away from that, right? Because the, this season's like, this season's like whatever, right? It's like, let's just get through it. Like, yeah. it's a miracle that they've gotten this far. I mean, you know, someone. Uh, it's it's interesting talking to people in the UK over the last couple of days about this stuff because, you know, in the US, like we um, have like never had COVID under control um, and we've been able to basically play all of it. Mean, we, we just like almost we're a week away from finishing the NFL season. Like, I don't know how you've done that when you've got 65 players, or whatever the rosters are. Right. And. Yeah. They've had COVID cases on and off like the whole time. The big difference there is actually it's no Champions League. And so it's easier for them to to move day like matches back a couple of days. Also, the season is 17 weeks instead of yeah. uh instead of or 17 weeks long. There's a bye week in there too. If we uh, if we if we lose a few linebackers along the way, so be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little it's just I guess it is a little bit easier, but like you can you can pull it off. Like even when COVID is bad, you can still pull it off and um, you know, there's, uh, Mikey, you asked if there was a chance of a break in games. And I think that there would be a strong reluctance to do that because I think that whatever justification you would use to pause, uh, would, will probably not go away anytime soon. I, I don't think anything's going to get better, uh, over the next couple of weeks. I think that'll probably just get worse. Um, and so if you pause it uh, for like two weeks, which is like what, like what was being banded about today, um, you better be ready for it to be done for two months or longer. Yeah, right. And right. there are a lot of these like lower clubs that are basically like, we have no cash. We can't even play at all. Like we don't know how we're still playing. Right. It's like, there's, you know, yeah. and I don't think that uh, there are, you know, a lot of these Premier League clubs are not swimming in cash either, you know, despite the sort of you know, it's like everyone looks at the money of these kind of top clubs, you know, that are, you know, owned by, you know, billionaires and, and, and like, you know, um, states, right? Like they're sure. owned by Saudi you know, Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, they, they see that and they're like, okay, um, there's just money gushing through this. It doesn't matter. They can hold out for a couple, you know, for a few weeks. But, uh, I, I think it would really be a problem. And then you have, you have the euros and, um, you know, the other issue is that, you know, the next, the next season is going to be screwy too, the 21-22 season because um, <laughs> oh God, the World Cup. Yeah, and, you have the Qatar. Qatar World Cup, yeah. which is in the middle of um the middle of the season, right? Yeah. So yeah. and Brand, don't get me started on the African Cup of Nations. I mean, uh -huh. you know, I go uh -huh. on about that forever. I um, I think that the Premier League could do a two-week break, and I'll tell you why. So I think you're right that 
the COVID situation writ large probably won't change or will be worse two weeks from now. So if you're saying the Premier League may as well just keep going at the rate it's going, keep playing these games, I think that there is still a political motivation um, or a rationale for the Premier League. Just if they were to have a two-week break, that's them just showing the, the general consumer, the general public, we accept that there's a problem here. We want to try and, you know, quote, air quotes, get it under control and that sort of a thing. And then yeah. they can come back after two weeks with this idea that they've sort of done their part. Now, I'm not like accusing the Premier League of like nefarious motivations or anything, but I do. I, I just think there's a political calculation to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I there, there may be. Um, I, I, it's like. Yeah, I almost. I mean, they're 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 doing distribution of the vaccine a lot faster. So maybe, maybe it, in it England, really you will mean? in England. Yeah. So maybe maybe there is, um, like maybe things actually will get better. And I'm just I'm just being um, too pessimistic because I don't think they're going to get better in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So maybe 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 there is the political consideration. I don't know. Um, let's be hopeful. Let's be optimistic. Let's, yeah. Let's be hopeful. And I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Like. <laughs> it feels like we're approaching some level of herd immunity just in the Premier League, right? I mean, like, weren't there a yeah. bunch of weren't there a bunch of Man City players who had COVID last spring? Um, and then I know like Riyad Mahrez had it in the fall, and now they're talking about like five or ten different people who have it. Like all the new like signings, the, 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 the new signing, Ruben Diaz has got to be one of these guys, right? The new signing, uh, it's sort of a hazing ritual now. Like, okay, you've got to get COVID to be one of us. So. Okay, Brandon, here's the next question, okay? So we don't know what's yeah. going to happen with the break. I mean, who knows, right? Um, all right, you read off the next question because I have an answer for you, okay? okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Stage manage Boston, this. <laughs> Boston Prof is coming at us with uh, our theme for the season, which is yeah. like, this is hilarious that this is the season that we chose this theme. Yeah. Boston Prof asks, how can we keep making fantasy fun again, given this current situation? All right, Brandon, it's time to go on a little walk with me here, okay? So uh-huh. over the last few days, uh, I have uh, grown very sick of Christmas movies, like like most people, uh, with everybody home all of the time. Uh, we did a Christmas blowout. I mean, it was like we started putting Christmas decorations up basically the day that Thanksgiving was done. We've had, you know, we've had our tree since late November. Um, we've had Christmas music in the house. We have had Christmas decorations. We bought multiple wreaths. We had like three wreaths all over the house. Like wow. we never even wow. owned a wreath until this year. Right. Um, so <laughs> beginning Christmas day, I was like, Kate, we, my wife, talking to my wife, I said, Kate, we cannot, um, we need to be done with Christmas now. Like it needs to be over right now. <laughs> we actually it's took like, our tree down at like 8 a.m. and just done the 26th. Like, wow. We so it's done. like, yeah. it's like you bring a woman home and immediately after the act is done, you're just like, get out. I can't look yeah, at it was, I, it was a very, when, when Harry met Sally situation. <laughs> so that night, um, I was like, you know what? We need to like, just break this chain, do something completely different. Uh, both she and I have the week off between Christmas and New Year's. And so I was like, you know what? The next few nights, let's, uh, watch the entire lord of the rings trilogy which uh i am not as you know brett i'm not i'm not a <laughs> uh-huh okay i'm not a i'm not a like a fantasy guy you're not a hobbit head i'm not a hobbit head you know i'm I'm not a, i'm not a fanatic but um i was you know um but i but I, I saw the original series 20 years ago i've not seen it since then um you know it's a good movies yeah, they're, they're very good movies. And Peter Jackson, great director. Uh, I think I was inspired because I saw the trailer for his Beatles thing that he's doing, you know. So 
anyway, um, so we started watching these and, um, a, uh, you know, these, these books were all written, you know, post world war two. Right. And sure. there's obviously yeah. a lot of critiques of, of, of yeah. sort of, you know, a grand analogy. And, yeah, exactly. And, um, so we finished watching, uh, the two towers last night and, um, there's a, a lot of this stuff just really resonates with COVID too, because there's all these moments in these books or, you know, in the, in the films where, uh, you know, a lot of it comes from the books too, obviously. Um, and the films where people are just like, what's even the point? Like everything, <laughs> everything is so ruined now. Like we can't <laughs> go back. It's also, it's also freaking hopeless. Why are we like, why are we doing this? You know? Um, and it's just a sort of recurring theme and, um, and near the end of the two towers, uh, Frodo and Sam are talking and, uh, and, and that's basically what Frodo's just like, what is even the point? Because like, we're not even going to go back to the Shire. It's all done. Sure. Uh, and, and like, you know, everything is bad in the world now. And, um, and Sam was just like, well, yeah, but there are some good things. Like <laughs> it was like, yeah. there's something so like, humble like about this, his response. This, this bread that I, I have a limitless supply of in my backpack <laughs> that sort of bread or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it was like, it was not pompous. It was not over the top. It was not, everything is perfect. It was just like, there are some good things, right? There yeah. are some good things and there are some things worth preserving. And so it's, it's not great. And like, it's this, this fantasy, this FPL season is, is weird and bad and not what anybody wants. It sucks. Right. It just straight up sure. sucks. Okay. To yeah. be, to be yeah. totally inelegant you know but like it's it's not fun um and so i you know but there are it's still fun. like when i was watching the matches today i was still enjoying myself it's like we're all in this thing together some people are going to get affected more and some are going to affected less like we have to take the whole thing with a grain of salt but it's still I, it's still been fun it's you know like i think it will continue to be fun i think that we will get through we will get through the season in some way, shape, or form. I do not think that the Premier League season is going to end in January or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It may just be a, a really rough month. It's going to be a rough month across the world, right, as this vaccine distributed. It's going to be a rough month in the Premier League in England and the U.S. But I think if we can just get through it and accept how rough it's going to be, there are some good things here that we can preserve. So. I don't know if I yeah. like stuck the landed enough and on that analogy. I think you did. Yeah. I think you laid some, you laid a runway for us to just get into actual FPL talk. Okay. So let's do that. Okay. Because let's we've got a few that. other, few other questions here from Jason H who wants to know what the plan should be for chips, seeing as how games are starting to get postponed. Are, are you, are you planning to withhold your chips from say the, the next month or so? Uh, while we wait for news to unfold. Jefferson T. also asked in light of this week, is it better to upgrade non-playing bench players? Are we taking enough care of our bench for a situation like this where unexpectedly Kevin De Bruyne or Harry Kane might not be playing? So with those in mind, let's just do a quick check-in on where we are in game week 16 because we have definitely had to look to our bench in this game week and my transfer this week had that actually in mind. When yeah. the news came out that City Everton was postponed, I thought, perfect, because my one transfer that I made was uh, Tariq Mitchell for Crystal Palace out for Charlie Taylor in. And this is a move that I had had to wow. make for yeah. such a long Didn't time. Didn't actually know you'd made that move. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I knew that uh, because I didn't have any other big issues to correct – this would be a great week for me to shore up my bench yeah, and play the double game week. 
Right. And yep. and of course it's it's like hilarious happenstance that Tariq Mitchell actually does play this week and that Charlie Taylor does his hamstr- hamstring. Um so it's mildly blown up in my face, but I think I had that trick right of this was the moment to shore up my bench because the events that unfolded this week um, asked me to call upon my bench. Yeah. Now, Sufal first on my bench, Matt Target with a two-pointer on my bench, Harrison Reed. I'm not getting any love for my bench with, with a non-playing Ruben Diaz. Looks like Kane and Son won't play. I have been waiting for Harry Kane to yeah, three straight prove points. himself as yeah. a differential for me yeah. to actually propel my trajectory up the ranks. And it's just not happening. And it's kind of infuriating. Yeah. So he's, he's turned into your Kevin De Bruyne, you know, it's really, yeah. 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 We're both stuck with these 11 million, uh, <laughs> right. albatrosses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the, the only, the only real good thing that happened was Bamford with, one good assist and one dubious assist. And I'm on 22 points waiting for my solid captaincy to play. And it looks like depending on what goes on with Liverpool, this could potentially be my first red arrow in in seven weeks. Well, uh, view through that lens, it's not so bad, right? Because, you know, yeah, it was gonna, my progress was going to halt or stall at some point. Let it be this week. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, if that match gets canceled, it's going to affect almost everybody. Certainly it's going to affect me too. I mean, I only have son, but it's still, um, you know, it's just like, it's, it's not, it's not very few people are like, Oh, great. I get like, it may, maybe you had Stuart Dallas first on your bench or whatever. Like there's a few people who do, you know, but in most cases it's like you're getting zero, you know, one or two points, you know? And so even if you're fielding 10 players, it's not like, um, you know, it's not like there's just all these like massive returns. You know, it's actually funny if if um, Rashford hadn't scored, that might have been a, more of an impact, right? Because there are a number of people who had like Kilman or somebody stuck on their bench. Yeah, um, or Sice. You know, Sice, yeah, exactly. He had a great game too. It's really, yeah. really unlucky that he basically scored yeah. an own goal to, uh, to mm-hmm. end that match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, um, you know, as as far as the strategy goes, I mean, you know, the honest answer is I, I you know, I don't really know what to say because um, we don't know if the season's going to get paused. Um, we don't know if Man United Burnley is going to fall into game week 18. I mean, as of this recording, we don't know if there's going to be a match tomorrow or if Chelsea and Man City are going to go ahead on Sunday. Right. Like there are so many things that and even if it does even if it gets scheduled to go on ahead as scheduled, we don't know if Sunday morning it's going to get canceled. Right. Because there's more cases or something, you know, it's like yeah. so there's there's a lot that makes it really hard to to plan for. And so I think, you know, I, I feel like I would just whatever strategy you were planning for, I would I would I would stick with it for the moment. And, um, you know, I mean, because this this Man City rescheduled thing like, you know, it probably it very well could lead to them having a double in game week 19 now. And. And that's, that's a really, that, that, you know, opens up some opportunities, but I also think that they have not looked great in general for quite a while now. So, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let that hold you back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna, I, you know, my plan move for this game week is to take, um, De Bruyne out and bring in Sadio Mane. Right. Like that's not going to change now to sort of fear that De Bruyne, that's an unnecessary move or something because he plays twice, because I don't really want to have any Man City players for, for a double outside of maybe a DS. You know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any different thoughts? I mean, it feels like, um, you know, when that game week comes, uh-huh. like that may be the time when you don't pull the trigger on a chip. 
Yeah. But I think that for the moment, I would proceed as as you've planned. I'm feeling a little more cautious than you uh, because the chip strategy and there's just so much with your season long strategy that rides on these chips. Now we, we, we can have that debate of is more made of the chips than not. Now I mentioned earlier last season when the break happened after what, like game week 28 or 29, I had played my wild card to get in Aubameyang for a double game week. And that whole double game week got broken up because of the stoppage in play. And my strategy there ended up, kind of blowing up in my my face. So I'm a little more cautious about chip strategy when we're in such an uncertain time. I do think that your transfer strategy could still play on the way you had planned it. So you're setting yourself up to have a bunch of double game week players in game week 19. You're setting yourself right. up to have yeah. blankers for, for game week 18, but maybe you just pocket that chip for later in the season when things yeah. feel steadier. Yeah. I, that, that may be, um, that may be the right way to think about it. Um, that you, um, um, that you just see it as, uh, um, like you, like it's transfers, not chips. Keep, keep yeah. your transfer strategy, hold up in the chip strategy. I think that's right. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's really going to be frustrating if, uh, Everton Man City falls into game week 18. I mean, that would basically mean that everything I have done over the last couple of weeks would have been kind of like somewhere between pointless and actually harmful <laughs> to my season, you know, and, and in a way right. where you're just like, I like, you know, um, you know, Man United Burnley falls into game of eighteen. Well, that's 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 something we thought might happen. Um, that's something that, that could that could still happen. I mean, this winter break, it seems like that's going to get blown up, right? Like, you know, there's yeah. going to be too many matches that have to get rescheduled. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It feels like it's going to be uh, maybe you know, I mean, maybe I, I guess the other way to look at it, Brandon, is um, <laughs> I don't on. often say your name like that, but you know, uh, way to look I, at it is, I like it when you talk yeah. directly to me. I'm listening. <laughs> You have my attention. Maybe it's just these two matches get canceled and everything else. Like it's sort of like a wake up call to everybody. Um, yeah. And and maybe I mean because we still had what five matches go as scheduled today, right? They they went yeah. out fine. I mean we did have the Sheffield United issue, but they they were ultimately able to play with with close to a full strength. Chris side. Wilder is just loving this season, just <laughs> endlessly. Yeah, he's he's just ready to be back in the championship. He's like, let's get this over with. I don't want to replay this later. We're not I gonna want be any, out. Yeah, we're not going to be any better then. Um, so yeah, I you know, and so maybe maybe like we're we're really you know freaking like maybe uh, it's funny because I kind of wanted to start off like pledging like a don't panic tone, uh, but now maybe we are overreacting. Like maybe maybe this will be fine, and um, that they're gonna this is like a wake up call, and everyone's gonna be a lot more careful. I mean, they they really are pretty careful. I mean, the Premier League is not is not driving massive COVID outbreaks across the, across no. England. Right. It's, it's yeah. one of the safer, it's, it's a bit like, um, you know, people talk about like, you know, schools being vectors of transmission, but it really, I mean, it, I'm sure it depends on where you live in the country, but like the, you know, the safest, you know, network in New York is probably like the, you know, the, the, the preschool that my daughter goes to, right. Like in all, in all the various yeah. ones in the city, because none of us want to be home with our kids for two weeks, right. Yeah. If anything happens. So we are all incredibly careful. Right. And like, I feel like that, you know, it's the, it's these places where you would be most worried about it happening that end up being kind of the safest in right. some ways, because maybe it's the, yeah. the international travel, the international breaks, the, the, uh, UEFA and FIFA led, 
um, nonsense that has been allowed to go on over the last few months. Maybe that's the, if you want to look at some yeah. professional football activity going on, that could be a problem. That's, that's yeah. likely it more than the premier league. Yeah, I think that's right. I think uh, that that's, that's a case of hideous greed. Um, and if you, you know, and honestly, if you, we all knew that the winner was going to get worse, right? So if you were really concerned about what was going to happen with these matches, you would have not done the international breaks or the Premier League would have just played through them, right? And just like, you know, like played like with smaller squads, um, you know, with, with some of their players gone. Uh, because clustering all of these matches during a time when COVID was almost assuredly, right, by like every yeah. epidemiologist going to be at its worst, uh, was always uh, fraught. And I remember looking at the schedule when it was released, you know, for the season. It was like, well, that's going to be hard to pull off, right? Having matches every three days, you know, in the midst of a global pandemic and it's turned out to be accurate, you know? So, um, all right, let's, let's take a, a hard break here, Brandon, mm-hmm. and let's get back and let's, let's, let's talk about game week 17. Let's talk about transfers and strategy. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to say about, about chip talk? No, I think we've, I think we've said it all. And, and Jefferson T has got it right here. Look at your bench. If you, if you, if you've got no major problems to solve in light of yeah. what's going on, look to your bench and see what you can do to spend yeah. whatever extra funds you have there. I think that's the best yeah. thing to do right now. I think so too. I mean, I think, uh, I, I just think it's hard on a podcast like this to, to do a bunch of if X then Y type scenarios uh, with, with these rescheduled matches. Like, yeah. uh, like yeah, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll, every single one of them will affect your chip strategy in some way, but there's so many different, um, variables in place. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the one thing to, to, to maybe, maybe that you want to do is hold your transfer, except if you, as a reminder, if you are going to free hit in game week 18 and you have two transfers, you actually have to use one of them going yeah. into game week 17. Um, yeah. because you, if you hold a transfer going into 17 and then you free hit, you, you default to one transfer for game yeah. week 19. So, um, that is something to, to keep in mind. You can't actually, hold one for more information. You actually have to use it and just, and just hope it works out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I was actually looking at that rule the other day because I was thinking of rolling and seeing you know, how I could get two going into 18, but yeah, playing that chip is effectively using a transfer. So you'll, you'll, yep. there's no way to free hit into two free transfers. On that note, let's take a break. And a quick shout out to our newest patrons and to everyone who supported the podcast throughout this entire very long season. Uh, everyone who stuck with us through all of our um, greatest sports movie ever podcasts and all the other uh, stuff that we were doing mm-hmm. last last spring. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see, Brad. We might be doing a, a best pizza topping uh, podcast in a couple <laughs> weeks here. All um, of them. Yeah. All of the toppings. Yeah. And we've had a bunch of new patrons this week too. Uh, December, we've sort of talked about it being our, our, uh, the pledge month for the podcast. If you've been thinking about supporting the pod for a while, uh, now is, uh, a month when we would love for you to do it. And uh, I think we're also going to do another tournament, um, in the second half of the season too. So if you want to get, get in before that, uh, thank you to our newest patrons, uh, producer patron, future media group fantasy. Thank you to a producer, Brandon, newest producer of the podcast. I love it. Sound the ring, ring the bell, sound the klaxon. Yep. Producers are amazing. And uh, new Lord Soil patrons, Jacob McIntosh, Heige, 
I think that's how you would say that. H Y G G E, Hygie, Hygie. Maybe. Uh, FPL Creed and Salil. And a newest uh, thank you to our newest uh, Pookie patron, James Collins. Uh, if you want to say thanks and support the cheaters, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Get an extra podcast each week. And uh, I, I recorded one uh, on, on Sunday right after the uh, Spurs. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. We, I, I know we ended up doing a lot of COVID talk at the start of this podcast, but it would have been fun to spend a little time in that Spurs Wolves match, Brandon, because that was, uh, that was the, like the, pen, like it was just, it was just the, the, the perfect, uh, Mourinho match, you know, it really was. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, but we do extra podcast each week, uh, Slack chatter going on 24 seven, um, at the highest tiers, you get our new make fantasy fun again, t-shirt, and you get the weekend review newsletter as well. So, uh, thank you to uh, everyone who supports the pod and then Jesus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. And so you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. If you'd like to support the pod, thank you to everyone who does. Okay, Josh, 2020 has reshaped how we work. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. And unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes match your job criteria. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post. Try Indeed at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Brandon, the NBA is back in action. Yes, it is. The Pistons are about to be 0-4, Brandon. Ugh. And football is, football is heading into the playoffs. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, Brad, we're back. Game week 17 kicks off on Friday. Let's just let's assume for the sake of this discussion that every match goes on as scheduled this game week. We got it's five. It's a great little thought experiment. It's Josh. a fun let's, little. Let's pretend <laughs> the Premier League plays 10 matches in one game week. Yeah. Uh, five questions for game week 17. All right. Uh, kick things off with Tyler Press says, uh, Brandon, we can't we can't avoid this COVID talk. Uh, she says, how do you pick your captain when there are COVID outbreaks left and right? Man, I, I, I guess the right answer to this question is you just have to keep pressing forward. Like the shark is always swimming in one direction. You, how, how could you do anything else? How are you going to anticipate which matches, which clubs are going to be hit by COVID yeah. outbreaks? I, yeah. I, I think that that's... Yeah, there's yeah. no way to anticipate. Yeah, I think the the only the two practical things are are one um, to uh, don't 
captain of vice captain players in the same match. Right. Uh, that's an obvious one. Um, and the other one is to, uh, not captain anybody playing any of the teams where there's some COVID risk, right? So right now that would be Fulham, Sheffield United, and Man City, right? So yeah. uh, Chelsea playing Man City. Um, I would uh, not, I would at the moment certainly not plan to make any transfers and to bring in players from either team. Certainly, certainly not Man City, but uh, Chelsea as well, um, which which could impact some people because Chelsea do have a double in, in 19. Um, and I think that uh, Palace I would avoid and... Um, and Burnley too. Um, unfortunately, I actually have two Burnley players right now. Chris Wood, though, geez, I might as, I might as well have not made that transfer. What a waste! Uh, the guy is so sluggish too. He's like the slowest player. Um, he's an oaf. He, he, yeah. he's, he, but he's probably big on Lord of the Rings, being from New Zealand, Josh. So maybe you and Chris That's Wood would true. get along in real life. That's true. He, did, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a nice lumbering oaf. But uh, not fun to have in your team. And he like barely yeah. touches the ball, and then all you do is wait around for like the four set pieces of game where he. He tries to get his head on something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's like the lesser Thomas Suchek. <laughs> so he is. He's like the lesser. Tom, yeah, he's a less effective Thomas Suchek, even though Suchek is a defensive midfielder. Um, they uh, so the Burnley plays Fulham, right? So I, I'd avoid uh, those those players as well. So I mean, that's that's really um, it. You know, I, I mean, I you know, I guess you could like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because it's COVID and there's now rotation risk too. I mean, do you think there's any chance that Bruno gets rotated on Friday? I mean, it's a lot of minutes for these these Man United players, Bruno and Rashford. That's a good question. I I just I'm remembering was it the West Ham match where uh, Manchester United they only rested Bruno and then he brought Bruno out at halftime because they were getting their asses kicked and it was kind of a signal to Ole like. A bench Bruno at your own peril. So yeah. you wonder if Bruno is that important to the club that he he can't be rested. And he looks pretty fit. He didn't yeah. seem to flag at all in yeah. the match against Wolves. So yeah. I, that's a true. player like that too, from an FPL manager's perspective, is undroppable. You know, whether it, you're yeah. only or whatever. But if you're an FPL yeah. manager, maybe you're concerned about you know it goes back to who do I captain, who do I don't captain. But I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I think that's, I think that's true. I think, um, I mean, so the captains for this week would be, uh, would be Salah, uh, away to Southampton. I, I mean, I, I, oh, and then you have Spurs at Leeds and I suppose, I suppose that's really where you'd, you'd want to look. Right. I mean, I think that, um, and they, yeah. they, they should be fine. Um, I, I don't know unless, you know, yeah. something new happens. Like I feel like, um, that's, that's where I'm looking this weekend would be, um, be Sun, uh, Sun and Salah. I think those are the two. Uh, and, and I know you've got Kane too. So maybe Sun, Kane, yeah, and I have Salah. K- Kane is captain in my bus team right now. So I'm, okay. I'm with you despite the, uh, despite the legendary defensive performance against, uh, West Brom for Leeds. I do think that yeah. Spurs have it in them to put a few goals past them. Yeah. Leeds are wild. I mean, Stuart Dallas now is just like a, um, you just can't, you He's just John Lundstrom. Yeah, it, it, he really it's it's crazy because he's still playing in a defensive position, but he just has so much freedom, you know, to to move up and, and move into the midfield. And, um, you know, and, I, you know, obviously it was just an isolated thing, a one time thing in the West Brom match would be one thing. But he's doing this against everybody. Right. I mean, he yeah. scored a goal like kind of dribbled by himself and scored a goal in the Man United match as well. So it's uh, 
yeah, I think he's he's massive value right now at um, under five million. But uh, with that said, um, I do think that Leeds will uh, concede a number of goals uh, in this match <laughs> right. on, on Saturday. Right. He just might he just might be able to get something himself, uh, you know, as an attacking return. Um, any other captains that you would think about for this weekend? Anybody that were that's maybe under the radar that we consider? Well, yeah, Jamie Vardy coming off All of a rest, right. and Leicester okay. are in incredible form right now. They're playing away at St James Park, but. Uh, Brendan Rodgers has got these guys clicking. I was very skeptical of what Rodgers was doing maybe about a month ago. Like they came off of a few poor results and uh, Vardy was kind of star for the ball. But now things are working again for Lester. And you have to like him. I mean, Harvey yep. Barnes is hitting some form. But Jamie Vardy is the guy, I think, for, for this game week. He would be a great differential captain. Yeah, that's a great that's a great shout. Um, and uh, yeah, Ian Acho, uh, not so much. Uh, they they need <laughs> they need that's Vardy. Great. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Vardy is a great pick. And unfortunately, I don't know how. Um, I, I'm just going to not be able to have Vardy for the double game. Like I think I think it was sort of it came down to Mane versus Vardy for me. Um, and uh, I think I'm going to go with Mane, but I kind of I don't know. I'm, I'm like regretting a little bit. Um, I brought in Rodrigo uh, and for DCL actually, and it worked out great this week. Um, I, I just thought that um, I, I kind of thought that this would happen. I thought I thought that the like Big Sam as a genius stuff was like a little overblown after that Liverpool match, and I thought that Leeds would like we're just going to like tear up West Brom as, as and as West Brom are not going to be good for a while. And big Sam is committed to that. And his post-match interview, he was like, the only thing that is going to save this club is the January transfer window. He kind he of was, called out every player was as being crap. He was, it was so outrageous because there are quotes after the Liverpool match where he was like, well, I've got a lot of experience. I know all about tactics. Like I know how to keep a team like this up. And then uh, after this match, he was like, oh, it's hopeless. I mean, the players are terrible. You know, and it was like, what a classic, like, this guy has just been on the block, right? It's like when, you know, when things are going yeah, well, right. it's, it's all down to him and his tactics. When things go badly, it's, you know, what can I do? My players are terrible. Like, what a joke. You know, like, yeah, like they yeah. played like, they, they laid down and died in the first half of that Liverpool match. And Liverpool got so bored that that West Brom were able to sneak a goal late in that match. Like that was not a tactical masterclass. Like I refuse to believe that. Okay. Uh-huh. Like Liverpool just sure. came out like a little too hot in that match. Like Andy Robertson was like sizzling crosses at like 80 miles per hour. I don't know why, like they were, they went to that match thinking they were going to score nine goals in the first like 20 minutes. And I think yeah. it was like once the like uh, adrenaline wore off or something, um, they just, they got a little too sluggish and um, so. yeah. Yeah. Turns out Bielsa is the one true, the one true God in the Premier League right now. Yeah, exactly. Like that was, that was like, that was a real good versus evil moment, wasn't it? Like the team that's actually fun. It's not like Leeds are made up of like 80 million players, right? They're just random. Stuart Dallas is like, if you go to like transfer market for, for Leeds, like no player on that team has a transfer value of more than like 10 million. Like they're all like none of them are are anything. It's just he. It's just great management. Just really positive, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, maybe Rodrigo. I guess he was he was like their kind of their maybe Rafinha now too. But uh, no one's like there's there's no like you know there's not even like a Jack Grealish type right. Someone you can get fifty million for. It's that's it's why totally they need all these fun haircuts is to up their up their value on the marketplace. Yeah. That's that's what's going on there. A little inflation. Well, haircut brings me, inflation brings me to question number two. Uh, Francis says, uh, what are your quick takes on a few of the possible new bandwagons? Uh, and then he says, Alioski, speaking of haircuts, Drago from uh, Rocky Four. Um, Cash, 
uh, Maddie Cash, El Ghazi, and Saka, right? So he just names a few there. Uh, Elioski, whew, like, he's the, he's the truth, Brandon. Uh, is he? Wilson. I mean, this guy is, Alioski has been pretty, he's pretty terrible. If, if you're talking about how leads are made up, like they're, they're the sum of their parts and not individual players. I think there is no one more emblematic of that than Elioski. He's not great. And for, for some of these bandwagon guys, I went to a fantasy football scout and ran some player comparisons. Mm-hmm. Alioski compared to Dallas, uh, like, forget about it pay the extra point three to get Stuart dallas right um i don't i don't think i i uh, think okay both, so maybe yeah maybe get both i guess like i i don't want to be the person who says well i'm going to dissuade you from being different um and you should not you should get the player like dallas yeah. that everyone else has isn't that kind of your it, role on the pod though <laughs> but I'm also here to tell you, don't be ridiculous. Elioski yeah, is yeah. not worthy of a bandwagon. Sure, he has had a couple of screamers here, but uh, I'm not buying it. And and Maddie Cash, I, I really like Maddie Cash as a player, but again, if you compare him to his counterpart, Matt Target, Target's involvement in the attacking third is is significantly higher. Yeah. Like Target is beating Cash on stats still through um, oh. through Cash's purple patch. So I think Target is still the better pick. Yeah, slide rule Target, Brandon. Every ball mm-hmm. on the ground, never an inch of loft on those passes. Clean, clean lines. Well, he's Matt passing Target. to some of the shortest attacking players in the league. I don't know that <laughs> lofting true. his crosses are going to help. <laughs> that's true. That is that's true. Uh, I, I mean, I actually, I love Mac, Matty Cash. Like he's a really fun player to watch. I, I agree with you. I mean, at almost half a million more than Target, I think Target's been a little unlucky. I think has he had two. At least, okay. I know one of the um, one of the Watkins offside goals was a was a uh, was a target cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it was just one, but it feels it does feel like uh, Target has has created some chances. I I would I you know I I, I neither one of them is like. Uh, um, I mean, if, if it's goals and assists you're looking for, you're probably better off with uh, with with Mings or Kansa, right? Like those guys yeah. are uh, Kansa you know, back healthy you know. is is good news for FPL managers, I think. Yeah, they're they're very dangerous on set pieces in general. Uh, it feels like every time they have a set piece, they're they're liable to, like they. It seems like they're they're you know, at risk of, uh, of of getting some kind of return from it. So, um, yeah, and I, I guess Kansa, like I think we can say he's officially back. Then right, he can he yeah. played ninety minutes against Chelsea. So yeah, um, yeah. What I, about El yeah. Ghazi? Speaking of yeah. Aston Villa, like this guy is in ridiculous form now. He went from that one match where like on his on his own he had like twenty five. Um, um chances that he that he blew and now he seems unstoppable yeah it's interesting isn't it because i I think we all kind of forgot about him you know like it was sort of um i mean i I guess it was it was just that um that barkley kind of took his spot right yeah um sort of right i mean i guess you could you could in theory play al ghazi with I mean, I wonder if Traore is the one yeah. who drops to the bench when Barkley right. is back into that starting 11. And yeah. I think it, it's almost like El Ghazi is playing off Watkins um, more, than, right. more on, than Grealish. On the left, right? And then you've got Grealish in the center and then yeah. you could play. Anyway, so, I, you know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, he has five goals in four. He has five goals in the last five matches. He costs less than $6 million. Uh we have He's never talked pens. about on the pod. He's on pens. We have never talked about him on the pod. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he. I think he's definitely worth considering. I mean, the only issue, of course, is that they don't. Uh, 
you know, they don't play in, um, they don't have a double in game week 19. Uh, but a, even if you're just free hitting a game week 18, I think he's, he's someone to consider it, right? Because he might be a good mm-hmm. price enabler. Um, and, uh, and, and B, I think, you know, moving past game week 19, um, they've got a pretty nice run of fixtures and I don't know what, you yeah. mean, you're not going to bench him at this point, right? Like given his, given his form. Yeah, right, right. And I think the fixtures scared a lot of people, particularly, uh, Villa defensive owners going into, uh, was it Chelsea this past week? And now they've got Manchester United and Spurs in game week 18, but they, they still have, they, they have the players that have the setup to compete in every single match. You would never discount them to not score maybe defend, but Steven defensively Martinez is incredible FPL value because the only chances that Villa seem to be conceding right now are Wigan-style chances from 30 yards out. Right. And Martinez just sits there and scoops up the easiest saves you've ever seen. Uh, he still has looked great. Like, he's probably the best keeper in form in the league right now. But uh, this Villa squad looks continues to impress me. They're they're super impressive. I completely agree. I mean, there's there's no there's no denying it any longer. Right. I mean, they're just, um, uh, it's yeah. I mean, they're like they're the defense. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, they're not like going to win the league or whatever, but like they, it feels like they could absolutely get like a Europa league spot this season. Um, yeah. they, that's a, that's a really nice blend of, of attack and defense. And, um, it feels like they could, you know, I mean, Watkins is good. It feels like they could use a, it'd be helpful to be able to have somebody else to throw on. Sometimes in these matches, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. they, they probably could use a backup striker. Um, I, it's interesting. I guess Wesley and Samada, are they just out for the whole season or um, yeah, like Wesley's unknown return date. Samada is, oh, he, he's, he's on a permanent deal <laughs> to <laughs> Fenerbahce. He's, he's, he will not be coming back. Uh, yeah. So, this is a this is a Guardiola situation where if something happens to Watkins, then we just get to play uh, attacking mids in, as false yeah, nines. Yeah, that, that's that's true. I mean, Watkins always looks good. Um, that was, uh, I mean, you know, it's like I mean, a lot of, this is you know, uh, I guess it's a week ago. It's it's happened after we recorded our last pod, but um, you know, the the strangest match in game week fifteen, he gets eleven points, uh, you know, from three assists, and everyone who has him comes away feeling kind of bummed out uh, because it felt like he could have, he could have had like 25 points, you know, it was just an incredible number of missed chances in that match. Yeah. Right, right, right. But he, he's, he's found his level. I think he, I think he belongs in the premier league for sure. Yep. Saka, as far as another bandwagon, that, that is to me a quintessential trap player. Really? I'm so the opposite of you in this one. I, Uh uh, I don't know. I mean, I just think like he, I mean, Arsenal are a trap team, so viewed through that lens, yes, you're right. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. But as a as a, I mean, he's only five point two million. I mean, you could almost have him as a fifth midfielder. Um, and um, I don't know. I mean, he's just he's like he's involved in everything for them right now. It's, they're finally. Um, I mean, it's I, I actually it's interesting just looking at his his, his starts. Um, I, I still think of him as a um, as an in and out rotatable player. Right? Did you yeah. have him in game week one? I did have him in game week one. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps that's why my takes are a little saltier on Saka. But yeah, he's started every single match since uh, game week four. Yeah. 
Yeah, is that right? Yeah, it did, maybe maybe one match, maybe Game Week Nine or something. But yeah, it, the full he's played the full ninety in six of the last seven. He was taken off ten minutes early in his last one. Um, the c- comments after a minute seem like he was fine, like he just kind of like took a knock, but he's he's okay. Um, but yeah, I just think that he's like he's the, probably their most important player at this point, and um, maybe okay, I will grant that he is probably a trap at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. ah, I see, ah, you've come yeah, around. I'm coming around. I think that I will have him on my game week 18 free hit team. Um, and I think that if Aubameyang ever turns into a good player again. I will absolutely consider, I, I think it would elevate Saka as well. Like this team is like, I don't know. They, they've picked up six, six from six. So that is, that is like, they, they've, they're, they're out of the relegation zone. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's good. But I think uh-huh. if, if, if Obama can, if Obama can pick it up a little bit, I think that would help Saka too, because, um, you know, right now it's, he's creating chances for players who, who can't really do anything with them, you know? And so if, yeah. if Aubameyang was in good form, I think that would help Saka. So uh, he's probably in a void for right now, but I, I do like him a lot as a player. I think in a year or two, we're going to be talking about Saka as like a real, like, like, a, yeah, I don't know how to say force, but just like a really like an important fantasy asset. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, third question comes from JMO and he wants us to talk more about leads. JMO asks, which two leads assets plus Bamford was planning on Taylor to Dallas, Charlie Taylor to Dallas, and Grealish to Rafinha for the double game week. But Rodrigo and Harrison could be worth a shout. Again, with my player comparison tool, Josh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rafinha actually rates below both Rodrigo and Jack Harrison mm-hmm. um, across the FPL stats board. So Rafinha was actually a popular pick going into game week 17 and and prior to Jack Harrison still is kind of that unsung FPL asset at Leeds, and he even outstrips Rodrigo for FPL stats and assistant goal involvement. So I can I sell you on Jack Harrison? Um I I don't know. Uh somebody was uh it's like a little like that Patrick Bamford thing, I think, with um with Harrison, where it's like Patrick, like Patrick Bamford just doesn't look like the kind of player who would be an awesome fantasy asset. And so like, it's a little harder to take him seriously. And it's like, if you're debating between two guys and one is named Jack Harrison and one is named Rafinha, you know, <laughs> like give me Rafinha every <laughs> sure. time. They're just like, that guy sounds like he's going to be better uh, <laughs> at football. Um, but I, I, I mean, Rafinha does like more dangerous to me. Um, I mean, I, I know we're like, we're in the realm of the Josh Land and I test here. So like when, you know, uh-huh. like you were talking about actual stats and I'm just like saying like who I think looks more threatening. Um, sure. I think that, uh, which is valuable. Yeah. Which is valuable. I, it feels like Jack Harrison can, um, uh, he, sometimes he, he's, he's got almost like a wild card on the left a little bit. Like it's sort of, um, he's a little, it, it feels like Rafinha is involved in everything in a way that Harrison isn't where Harrison will sort of, He's more of like a pure winger, you know, whereas, whereas it feels like Rafinha sort of moves in and out of on the right and centrally and um, feels like he might end up getting more chances to pick up returns. Um, but the Rodrigo thing is interesting. I mean, obviously I brought him in my team this week and um, for me, it was more of a slot thing where I just, I, I had a forward slot and I didn't really have a midfield slot based on my game week 19 strategy. Um, and I, I just think he's really good. I, I mean, again, this is just sort of like watching these matches, but I just think he's, He's he's very he's basically playing in this number ten role, which means he is a forward playing 
uh, technically out of position, but given how attacking this Leeds team is, I think that's okay because um, I just think that everyone's going to get lots of chances in that team. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I, so I, I think having two leads attack, and certainly for the for the for the double game, like I think having two leads attacking assets and one defender is um, is something that I would very strongly consider, especially because um, you know you could downgrade a Kevin De Bruyne or even like a Hungman Son to someone like Rafinha, and that opens up that frees like five extra million that you can spend elsewhere to, yeah. to upgrade your team. So um, are you? I mean, so I've got three right now, so I'm rolling into the into the double with. Um, with Rodrigo, Bamford, and Dallas. Um, Mm -hmm. What about you? I'll probably move to Dallas. I think Charlie Taylor to Stuart Dallas, as JMO suggests, is a great move. But another issue that other people have been pointing out on um, after the 5-0 Leeds performance today was how Leeds continually spreads all of their attacking points around which it's great to see them scoring so many goals, but as an FPL manager, it's really hard to predict where it's going to fall. And I think that's where Bamford becomes the premier asset is because he's the most likely to get attacking results. So Bamford and Dallas seems like the lock and to go for a third, it's along the lines of what I was saying with Saka, where you you're getting into trap territory or maybe you're overextending yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think that, um, I, they're just so cheap and I mean, like, you know, I, I, to me, that's like not really a problem. I mean, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Cause like you, you don't want to gamble wrong. And, um, I, I feel like it's like Jack Harrison. Well, and and can, yeah. can we get, can we bring COVID back into it with the whole idea of what if a Leeds match gets postponed? And and then you look at your team and you've got for a team that is below the 10th position on the table and you've got three of them. It just seems risky uh, looking at that as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna have three Liverpool players. I mean, you know, it's like. I mean, this is sort well, of that's like, different. I'm talking about like Liverpool would be worth the risk, I think, where that's yeah. concerned. Whereas Leeds, I'm arguing, is not worth the risk. Yeah, I, I think I must. I think I'm just a lot more high on the Leeds assets in general than you are. I mean, I, I I wish I could have like four Leeds players in my team. I I would like to have the three that I have, and I want to have Rafinha. I mean, like I, I agree that the points are going to get spread out, but I mean, Rafinha's got eight points in two of the last three. Um, Rodrigo has, um, I, I think an eight point return and a 12 point return in two of the last three. Um, I mean, you know, they're not going to do it, do it every week for you, but I mean, if you're going to consistently get, you know, five to 10 point returns from players who cost less than 6 million, um, you know, I think it's worth waiting out some of the, you know, some of the blanks. Um, so that's my. That's my assessment. Um, all right. Question number four is from Elizabeth, who says, uh, how do you feel about players like Calvert-Lewin and Grealish going forward? Uh, they've been so great and are still good for sure, but do we need them going forward? Uh, good question. Jack Grealish was out for me two weeks ago. I dropped him just because watching I, – I, Grealish is one of the best – mids in the premier league right now i love 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 watching him play but it's incredibly frustrating from an fpl perspective because he is really locking up this hockey assist role for villa and he actually seems uh like he's shying away from the spotlight the fact that Grealish hasn't managed to wrestle 
penalty kick duty away from the likes of El Ghazi or Ali Watkins. Actively doesn't seem to want them, right? Yeah. And I I just think he's happy to pick up his tiki-tack fouls in the midfield. Like I don't know if he's worried about what's going on with his transfer value or his position in the England setup. But it's worry. It's worrying. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, I think about that, too. It's like, is he worried about being like like in that Will Zaha territory where like Will, Will Zaha, like it feels like he's kind of like a yeah, he scored a great goal yesterday to his credit. But like it feels like uh, in some ways it's like you don't quite understand how Zaha would fit into um, like a good team. Right. Because it feels yeah. like he's like a solo artist in some ways. And so maybe Grealish <laughs> is like, I'm going to show everybody that I can just be. A, a distributor and you know mm-hmm. and just sort of like I, I don't need the spotlight and I, I mean you could it's, it's not like insane to think that like human beings do think that way you know sure. sometimes so you know oh yeah. Zaha is totally screwed right like to yeah. Crystal Palace he's worth uh, just I'm making up some numbers like 75 million but yeah. to any other team on the planet he's worth what like 40 million tops so yeah. it's just it's Less no way out year, of Palace you know? for him yeah yeah and yeah and it's really too bad I mean it's like you know you'd hope that like it's like you want him just to be happy there. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you want him to just be like to just like and I, I don't think he's like desperately unhappy or whatever. It's like you want him to just like embrace the role, like be the be like the player everyone thinks about for the next 50 years when they think of Crystal. Like that's a cool spot to have for yourself, you know, to be like like one of the like the legendary players at a club. And, uh-huh. you know, it's sort of I, I, like everyone's so trained now to be like all right, I've had one good season. I need to like move to a top four club and it's just kind of, um, um, anyway, this has nothing to do with fantasy, but just, yeah, I, I, you, I think you're right about Grealish. Calvert-Lewin though. So we were talking about this before we hit record. You, as you mentioned, dropped DCL for Rodrigo. Good enough in the, in the short term and yeah. Everton missed their matching game week 17. However, DCL now coming off of a rest and it looks like <laughs> yeah. Richarlison and Hamas Rodriguez both fit come coming um, up on the next game week. So DCL <laughs> yeah. suddenly goes from is are his powers waning? Can he keep up with the stats to, oh, my God, Everton look like they're just about to get really good again. Yeah, well, let's first of all, let's see if if uh, uh, if Hamas Rodriguez is actually ready for Friday. Right. Like this guy. Like he, like yeah, he and Gareth right. Bale both, right. Or just in this category of like, you know, like I'll believe it when I see it. Um, uh, but yeah, if he is, then, then yeah, I mean, sure. I'll tell you straight up, if I had known that the, uh, Man City match was going to get canceled and that, um, DCL was going to have a full rest and, uh, not have had just played a difficult match against Man City. Um, then yeah, I wouldn't have moved him. Uh, I, you know, that's, so yeah, I think yeah. that, um, yeah. uh, I, you know, looking at it through the lens that I did, it was like, well, you know, Man City's defense has been great. Um, they are not going to have any of their top providers going into this match, nor are they going to have uh, Richarlison take a little pressure off DCL. Um, and so now's the time to do it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it, it's just the problem right now is if you don't have Richarlison and DC, if you don't have Richarlison and James, even one of them, if not both them, um, and you don't even have Lucas, you know, Lucas Dean descended in like beautiful crosses. It's just like, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's just Alex Awobi running as hard as he can and then <laughs> shooting something to the middle, right? Like that's the whole yeah, strategy. Right, right. And, and Sigurdsson doing figure eights at the top of the D. Yeah. It's, it's working for, for, I mean, clearly Everton, like what, they won four in a row or something like that. Like it's, it's, you know, it's a good, 
it's fine. Like they're one million their way through this stretch, which is incredibly impressive. Um, really is. But, um, but you know, and DCL has been like turning, you know, over attacking returns, but um, it really hasn't been. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've watched, I feel like I've watched the last four matches he's played. I mean, I, I didn't come away from that mm-hmm. thinking this guy is just, you know, in an incredible form, awesome fantasy asset. It feels like he's been kind of lucky to get returns, to be honest. Yeah. A little bit of the Olivier Giroux, um, syndrome of he's he's just kind of standing up there waiting for people to put things on platters for him in a way yeah yeah that chill Great while drew, players as they might be that chill while drew connection by the way is like i'm amazed that that drew doesn't get more star i mean I, I guess i don't know i guess um tammy's been a little better recently but it just feels like Chillwell and drew have like a incredible connection it was like the the goal that he scored against Aston Villa was almost identical to when he scored um in the Wolves match you know just like it's, boom, it's as like, if yeah. the manager has no idea what he's doing <laughs> I know did you listen to second captains this week they just like I, I, I did yeah. yeah they roasted uh roasted him there all right yeah so okay so I think both of us feel like Grealish um awesome player um but probably can be moved on from a fantasy perspective. Calvert Lewin yep. is, is worth holding on to at least in the short term. Yeah. And the, uh, the other thing that like the grim fact that Calvert Lewin is still around 60% ownership. If right. he does anything, you're going to feel it for the worse if you don't have it. Oh yeah. I need a rested Sioux fall to put on the performance of his life on Friday. <laughs> in that match. Yeah. Um, all right. Final questions from Andrew Segal. He says, has the season of the midfielder turned into Sala, Bruno, and that's it? <laughs> Maybe. This is like me with my stick poking Hunding's son a little bit. Like, please do something. <laughs> I know. And listen, like, if if Sun comes back into incredible form and Spurs do, then I think it's still the season of the midfielder. But it's it's funny. Like, it's turning into the season of the cheap guys. Um, like all this conversation that we're having about Leeds and Aston Villa, DCL even, there are so many exciting players who don't cost a lot of money. And then we, yeah, I agree. It's just kind of Sala and Bruno are the only premium unmovable players in your team. Yeah. And I think it just, cha- it, it just constantly changes. I mean, um, like, I mean, it was what October when, if you didn't have Kane and Son in your team in October, you were really doing fantasy wrong, right? You know, right. and so it just changes. I mean, you know, I didn't have Bruno until mid-November or something, right? Like, we, you know, it's like, so, yeah, I think at the moment it's those two. But I, I think, I mean, Grealish was was a, was a basically in that Sala Bruno camp a few weeks ago, right? Um, so, you know. It, it, As Al Swearingen says, everything changes. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And I, I think that there is a fear of um, anytime you drop a, a good player, there's you you sort of do this. You, you do a thing where you can imagine a scenario where that player that you've, you've dropped is about to go on this like incredible run. Right. It's like it's so hard to pass. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to drop a son or whatever, because like you've seen him score 18 points in a match. Right. Um, but I think that sometimes there is a little too much. Yeah. Um, sentiment when it comes to these moves. And um, yeah, I, I, certainly at the moment, Salah and Bernard are the only two players that it really seems like you need to have. Um, and everyone else can be shuffled around. I don't think there's anyone essential beyond those two. I would not want to go into game week 17 without Sun, uh, just home to Leeds. That just feels like a, um, a really good yeah. match for him. Um, you know, and Kane too, for that matter. Although Kane is just a harder player to fit in for, for many people. Um, but certainly Sun. Yeah. All right, Brennan, that's your five questions for game week 17. It kicks off on 
January 1st, New Year's Day 2021. May it be a better year, Brandon. We have two. A whole uh, new world. I hope so. We've got a lineup in so many ways. Um, I We have a two-question mini lightning round that we're going to do um, about, about, about 2021 uh, right after this. Josh, we got this great message from one of our listeners, Sam Danby, who got for Christmas a lawnmower 3.0, his very own Manscaped tool. And he used our promo code. Great to see some happy Manscapers out there. All right. And if you out there let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021 with their perfect package 3.0. It has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine clean thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. That's the waterproof and skin safe trimmer that reduces nicks to your two best friends. It's the third generation trimmer. It even has a light to give you the glow up that you need in 2021. Manscaped. I think that's that's new. I think I like I like that brand. You know, we some people have one best friend, uh, you know, because of life. Um, and that's that's OK, too. Uh, Manscaped in their perfect package uh, also threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included. And they're hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. Josh, I have actually worn these boxer briefs and I will attest to that fact. Listen, a guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALWAYS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's right. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALWAYS at manscaped.com. All right, we're back. Two question lightning round this week, Brandon. One question looks back on 2020. All right. One question Mm -hmm. looks ahead to 2021. First question comes from Nick Khan. He says, what did you learn about yourself in 2020? Oh, yeah, this is a tough one. I like introspection is not one of my great gifts, but <laughs> if if I were if I were to think about myself and what I've learned in 2020 as an FPL manager, I think that I have the capacity for change. Mm-hmm. I think that I've allowed myself to to sort of try a few different things as an FPL manager, ask me what those are. I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> but I do think that um, because this has been, you know, we, we, we started the year with the end of an odd season and mm-hmm. we have already gotten through the, the half of another season in this strange year. Yeah. And I've, I've tried to do things a little differently ways that I, as a rigid, more rigid manager might not have done. So yeah. I, I think, well, I think, I think, I mean, you dropping, um, Grealish and KDB before home matches, uh, in game week 16 was, uh, uh, or game week 15, excuse me, uh, was, um, that's, I was like, wow, that's, that's like not a typical Brandon move right there. That's a, it feels like you sort of feeling confident in your assessment of those players. I mean, you were, you were the, like the first person out there, I feel like who was, at least who had, who had KDB in their team already, uh, yeah. who was like loudly like, I don't want him. Like, I don't want, you <laughs> well, know, like thing, it's not working. The thing that I really hated about the last season or like the, the recent seasons for me is I was so passive. So Grealish, KDBs, in an effort to be more proactive, to yeah. take an interest in 
um, your own assessments of these matches. That's something that you're better at than than uh, than I can be sometimes. So there you go. Sometimes it works. Do you have a real life answer too? Is there anything you want to like a, a non fantasy answer here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. I've learned that I, I'm typically a person who likes to be alone. I uh-huh. enjoy being alone, and it's been very difficult. I think like you overstate even that, though but, in yeah. twenty. <laughs> In the year we we've had this argument before in the year 2020, when you can't see friends and a lot of your family, you feel like you are alone a lot. But actually, I'm like with my wife 24 hours a day and I've learned that that's okay. I can I can do that. I can. And that's that's often a good thing. So, yeah, I think that's what I would have said about you, too, actually, is that you've actually been one of the people I feel who's actually been able to make the best of it, Um, you know, and uh uh, it's actually, it's funny cause the opposite is true. I guess I'll do the real life one and then I'll do the fantasy one. The opposite of true is true for me, which is that I, um, have learned that I am not the kind of person who can make the best of it, that I am, I am, I am, I am not an optimistic person. I am not able to get out of my comfort zone. Um, and there, uh, that's just how I am. And that, that was something I learned about myself. I am not, um, I really have to do things my way. And so I think when the, mm-hmm. uh, when the, when the pandemic started, I really had to, figure out what that meant um, in, uh, you know, without actually breaking the rules. I mean, I, I, I wear a mask and we don't eat inside and all that stuff. Like, you know, we were, we're playing by the rules, but I still have to like find a way to do it in my own little way. You know, it's like a little like a yeah. re- form of mini rebellion or something. I don't know, whatever. Like I'm not, uh, I don't need to get into all the psychology of it, but um, you know, and then I think from a fantasy perspective, um, I, yeah, I actually had a moment this season where I felt like I was getting a little too, too passive too. And I think that uh, being too passive is, um, um, it really is, I think, what what hurts so many fantasy managers. I mean, I know that there's a fine line between passion and patience, uh, between uh, passive and patience. But um, I think often it's um, it's very clear what, what moves you should make. Um, it's very obvious, you know, if you're watching these matches, uh, what you should be doing. And it can be very hard to pull the trigger because you do, I think, get a little more conservative over time because it's like a poker player who's like, you know, shy to put all their chips in the middle or something because like yeah. you've lost those hands before, you know, and it's like it's the the trauma of making a mistake is uh, just lingers longer, you know, than like a really good move that pans out. Yeah. Uh, but I think that uh, being more aggressive in, in fantasy is is. I think very um, definitely the way to go. And, um, you know, and there's different ways to do it. I mean, you, there's like kind of like full on like a Pernell Seth, you know, like upside chasing approach. And I also think it was just like, just like just being more sure about certain things, you know, and being really sure that like I, you know, in October, I was like, I have to wildcard right now because I, there's no way for me to get Kane and Son in without burning a bunch of points and I need to have them in my team, you know? And so like, that mm-hmm. that is like a kind of aggression too, where you're just like, I'm, I can't even wait a week. I've got to do this right now. And so um, I actually think that that was like the boldest move I did. And I think I actually really was passive for a long time this season too. So um, yeah, so I, I think I'm with you. I think um, aggression and, um, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Uh, next question is from Dr. FPL who says, what are you looking forward to in 2021 FPL or otherwise? Uh um, I mean, aside from the obvious, like we all get cured of, of this, this wretched virus and, and that sort of a thing and, and fans in the sure, stands, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I am really looking forward to seeing how this fan, how this, how this premier league season ends, 
Liverpool are two points ahead of Manchester United right now. Just two yeah. points. Now I could see a month from now, Liverpool are like 10 points, suddenly 10 points ahead of everyone. And they're clearly the best team in the league. But I'm just excited about how packed it is at the top of the table. And yeah. there are lots of great teams and lots of players in form right now. So it's going to be, I think, a rare Premier League season where there's actually a race, like a true race at the top of the table come the end of the season. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good answer. I think uh, uh, I'm I yeah definitely looking forward to fans in the stands too uh, because I that really does add even just from home um, the the experience. I mean it was I, I it was interesting. I saw um, Samuel Lacurse, who's a Man United reporter, was talking about the the late goal that Marcus Rashford scored at the end of the match day, and if that had happened um, in a full stadium, you know, the, like the old Trevor would have been rocky, right? Like you and I were uh-huh. there for the last match with full fans, right? We were there for the sure. Manchester Derby Scott in March. Tomanay scored McTominay. that, uh, like midfield goal, yeah. which is incredible. It was like, it was almost scary, right? Like the, the stands were <laughs> shaking, right? Like yeah. it was so, yeah. it was so loud. And so like, like primal like that, you know, like, yeah. and so I really, I, I want that back because everything has like a slightly like, um, anesthetized feel to it right now which which you know is is fine for the moment but um but we even saw even just when we had 2000 fans in the stands for some of those matches like just you know i have a really strong memory of that that fulham match um the fulham liverpool match and how even with just a couple thousand fans it felt so different you know there's so much even as just watching on tv it was just more electric you know just a lot more energy um, so that, that's a big one. And I think, um, I think the big thing for me is I'm looking forward to matches being on at the same time again. Um, I thought today when we had four matches on at the same time, it's, it just, from a fantasy perspective is a lot more fun. I, I end up watching way too many of these matches and I, I feel like when they're all separate, you end up watching so many bad matches and you end up kind of like hating so many of these teams, you know, because <laughs> it's just like, you know, I probably like, I, how many West Brom matches would I have seen if, if they were all, if they were on at the 10 o'clock slot every time. Right. Yeah. But it's like, but when West Brom <laughs> plays crystal palace and it's a Friday at, you know, whatever, and it's the only match on, you're like, I guess watching. I'm watching West Brom crystal palace. Yeah. And, and yes. then you watch it and you're like, this match stinks. These teams stink. Why do I, you know, and it's like, you sort of, and those matches would just get buried, you know, in a normal season. So, um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe I just need to get better about, not watching these matches that are bad, but it's hard to do, you know, that that's, it's like, a, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, I, I love watching these games. And so, um, you know, and so I, I need to be like saved for myself a little bit with some of these matches on at the same time. Do you think we're going to get the Snyder cut in the year t- 2021, Josh, where are we with the Snyder cut? Uh, <laughs> do you want it? I mean, the <laughs> justice league is not good. I don't know what you would add to that movie that would make it good. Like it is like, that movie is like a C or maybe a, like possibly a C plus. I mean, I've never seen it and I will never watch it <laughs> okay. and I'll never watch the Snyder cut. I am looking forward to some real movies in the, in, yeah. in 21. I hope yep. that happens. Yeah. I watch, I watch that Dune movie That Dune mm-hmm. movie looks fun. Totally. Uh, yeah. Or other um, movies, any other movies? Yeah, I still haven't seen Tenet. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm available it, for but... available for rent on iTunes on January 5th. I know I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Next week I'm going to watch it. I watched sure. that trailer with Leela and I was just like, doesn't this look just dope as hell? And she's just looked at me like, uh, no, this, yeah. You, you Kate is watch. like, you can... yeah. Kate is like, I heard that's unwatchable. And that was, <laughs> um, all right. So that's, 
thank you to everyone who stuck with us throughout the entire year. I mean, it's amazing to think of the pods we were doing in January of last year, the pods we were doing in December this year. I mean, it feels like, uh, um, it's, you know, it feels like that was several years ago, you know, and, um, it, it has not always been normal. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that we, uh, you know, I'm glad that we, we've, we've stuck with it. And uh, thank you to everyone, especially our Patreon supporters, all the people who've, um, who've stuck with us and um, really given us kind of the, um, the motivation, you know, to keep doing the pod every week. Indeed. And for more information on how to support us, uh, what we do each week on this free pod, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Now is when we thank our lovely producers, Josh, I'll pass the mic to you. Okay. Trevor Anderson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer. By the way, I mentioned Trevor earlier, Brandon, looking at records with him. We went to the record shop where they actually made you put on surgical gloves, you know, to be COVID safe. And so okay. I was I was wearing surgical gloves while I browsed through the record shelves. It was a very strange experience. Uh, Brian T, the big gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning. Can't wait to get back to the Black Horse too, Brandon. That's one thing I'm looking forward to oh, in 2021. Oh, God, yeah, Totally. Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, uh, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Paul Herzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsay Rostel, um, Anton Markoff, F- at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Michael, uh, Mikey Yuang, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Styles, and our newest producer patron, Future Media Group FPL. Fantastic. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all of the podcast platforms. Follow us on all of the social media platforms. And for all this information and more, visit us at our website, alwayscheating.com. Josh, let us wave goodbye to this miserable year <laughs> of 2020. Yeah. We yeah. will see you in the future, which yes. will be gleaming and new and bright and shiny. I hope so. Yeah, let's let's be optimistic. Let's make fantasy fun again in 2021, Brandon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.